Welcome everybody to Between Two Wheels podcast today, stage 15, and this name is going to be impossible. Let's get, let's get, let's portes du soleil to Saint-Gervais-Mont-Blanc, 179 kilometers, crazy stuff happening. And look, it's shaping up before the rest day tomorrow, uh, another barn burner and some weird things, some crashes, some things take about, and then we have also um, our favorite Nation wins. Okay, we'll talk about that all. Coming up. Massive the number of people have been upgrading. Yes, there you go. You see the graceful limb that you were talking about before. The race we've got yet again. And a victor then goes. Victory to an American Andy Hampton. The belt of dope bike. He looks at the Colombian rider. How are you doing? Straight past Santiago Patero. And he's coming up to Pantani. Well, Armstrong is... Uh, the last few hundred meters as we come towards the finish of this monumental stage and after as we start to approach the line now Pantani grits his teeth and accelerates and over the line is going now to win stage number 15 Sepkus an emotional finish from Durango in the USA Sepkus wins Welcome everybody. Yeah, so we had a 170 some kilometer stage today. Actually, more climbing than yesterday, believe it or not. Um, and, and and a weird finish, but some revealing things. We'll talk about. I've got I've got a bunch of things here. We've got some some clips to go over. Hopefully, they won't get us a uh, strike on YouTube, which uh, have, several of the videos have already come down uh, of my stages. But as you all know, um, we're also on podcast form, so you can you can get us there and Odyssey. Everything gets put up on Odyssey. Uh, nothing gets taken down from Odyssey, so you're good to go. Um, I- I'm going to give a hint as to today's uh, today's final. All right, gold member. Don't play the laughing boy. <laughs> there are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. What? There we go. And the Dutch. Uh, Victor chimes in. Hi, Tyler J. The Americans are looking better. Yeah, we had we had a good American. Uh, they're all good Americans, but uh, a good finish by an American today. Uh, a little disappointing, but a uh, little spoiler alert there. Uh, the Dutch, the Dutch come out on top, um, and we're going to talk about that as well. Also, some surprising people of it's like I didn't see this coming with Wow, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe over the last few years, but if we look back. Uh, and we'll talk about um, that as well. What I thought we would first look, though, is yesterday's finish. And we didn't tech talk about this yesterday of who didn't make the time cuts or who DNF'd and uh, really who who kind of shit the bed. Here we go. Um, Ramon Sinkledam of the Alpecin uh, 
Dequinic team. He did, he DNF'd uh, Esteban Chavez. He was in that, I think these are all from that wreck that we had uh, early on the first six kilometers of EF and Tommy Antonio Pedrero of the movie star team, Louis Menkes, uh of Interwanti Marsh uh, Circus Want Intermarche Circus Wanti, uh, James Shaw of EF and Roman Bardet. They were both in that crash that uh, happened after the big crash. And then uh, Ruben Guerrero of Movie Star. So Movie Star loses two, DSM loses one, EF loses two, Alpeson one, and Intermarchy Circus Wanty lose some. Everyone else looks like they made the time cut. Uh, 38 minutes after the win. So, I mean, it wasn't a long, super long stage, 151 kilometers. So everyone got in under the uh, umbrella there. So I, I thought that was interesting. And then one thing I noticed when I started watching replays yesterday, and I did not mention it, was the white little crust around uh pagachar's lips as he finished and i was like oh I, okay we'll we'll bring that back up good old days of lance armstrong in the time trial uh losing a bunch of weight and um dehydrated and then it takes you some time to catch up we also had tom Pid pidcock yesterday remember he said oh i only had a bad day because i didn't eat right um, because the stage started late and then I just, it was complicated, but it was stupid and I didn't eat and therefore I had problems. Totally makes sense. Those kind of things can add up. We heard Mike Woods. I don't know if you heard the comments, but, um, when he said he basically was a stage five or six of the tour, when he fell out of the GC, it was because he had not been eating well during the easy stages or he hadn't been eating enough. And those catch up to you. So eating, drinking, hydrating, you don't always do it for that day's race. You often do it for later on to make sure that you're always, your body's always taken care of. Uh, maybe that's what happened to Pidcock today because he, um, once again, didn't didn't have it in him. Uh, but Pogachar, once again, the little bits on his lips, maybe that's still things to come. We will talk about that. All right, let's get right into the tour today. Here we go. Hundred and what is it? Uh, what's today's stage? Uh, 15, 179 kilometers. Uh, we've got several cat, uh, several climbs. These are uncategorized. The begin with the, the called the Flores, uh, the sprint and bluffy there, and then they finally get a cat one. The called de la foreclose de Montrim. Come on, people. There's a lot of lot of words here. Called de Cor de Foray. Um, that comes in and this is all like halfway through. So you've got to slog through half of the, the, the race today. And then the cold day are of us before you hit these last two, which were a combo one, two punch form, the, uh, Amarons and then the, up the Mont Blanc, the Saint Gervais. I saw some great clips today on, on Peacock kind of rewatching it and they were showing some great race and finishing there. I think it was 80, I want to say 88, 89, 90, somewhere in there. Uh, Terry Claverole wins there. He was at the RMO team and I'm like, Totally watched this all years back in the day. He had glasses that were almost like aviators. Uh, solid, solid stuff. Okay, well, let's break into it. Um, look, the, the race immediately, they're trying to get up the road. And these two jokers, um, uh, Alaphilippe and Lutsenko, uh, get up the road. You've got Wout trying to do so. Um, now, this is already 140 kilometers into the race. Let's maybe step back here a bit because before that, um, they clip back and forth between miles and everything here. But before that, these two guys were getting up the road and the break was trying to get up there and it wasn't really establishing itself. It was having a hard time. Now these two get up the road. Uh, Alaphilippe never looks good. Uh, Lutsenko's helping him out. Then you've got uh, UAE Solaire trying to come up. Um, you've got uh, Mike Woods is up there. Chris Nilsson. It ends up being a big break. Chaconi gets up there. You get Nielsen Paulus. Wout 
immediately is on the, the, the Ram Prairie page taken up. We'll talk about him. Uh, you got Wout, Wout Venert, that is, because Wout Poles gets up there. You're like, okay, that's nice you're mentioning his name. Uh, okay. Um, so like I said, Solaire, he's UAE guy. You got Wout uh, Venert. He's Jumbo. I don't know why either one of those. And when they're up there, I don't know why they're doing so much uh, work on the front. Um, Victor chimes in here and says, well-spoken French language, Tyler. I don't think you mean that in a nice way. Uh, I don't think I do well, oh, but thank you, uh, if you want. Um, so anyway, it was, a, it was a lot of a mishmash going in here, and the break wasn't really getting much leash, um, but they were, they were trying to get up the road. Look, 27 seconds or 24 seconds for the two up front, one minute 32 to the, to the field back here. And once again, these guys are drilling it on the front, trying to do it all uh, as much as they can. Now, 140 kilometers to go. They keep working out. And we'll get into who is up here in this break in a second. But the, the real thing happens at 128 kilometers to go um, before all everything uh, basically breaks out. And this is where we have a crash, just much like yesterday, uh, a big crash on the side of the road. And uh, Polyview Francais, yes, uh, Brian, uh, you, you, <laughs> you phonetically spelled it just right there. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I've got a video I cut up a little bit, um, and we're going to um, play it here because it was a wreck on the side of the road, and I did a slow-mo on it. Uh, let's see if we can add this in here. Okay, so here we go. Slow-mo, right side of the road. There's people waving, waving a flag, and I zoomed in here. There's Sepkus up on the right side. And there's a guy in a white shirt and an arm. He grabs the bar. I don't think he meant to. Sepp hits his balls, goes down, then chops Edward Van Hoydonk. He gets an Alpeson rider. It might have been, um, we'll see, I don't know, sure, uh, Goggle, Matt Goggle, I think, and goes over the top. Now, this is not good. Um, I, I watched some other videos trying to see what happened to this guy. Uh, let's see if we can play this one more time. Once again, over on the right-hand side, they go through the crosswalks. Uh, it's just past the crosswalk here. You're going to see this guy in a white hat right there. So uh, top right side, guy in a white hat. He's I don't know if he's even facing the road or not. He's probably doing a selfie stick. He's probably waving for some camera. I think the hat itself was one of these KOM polka dot ones. Um, the fan was Ami Oppie's husband. I don't know who that is. Uh, maybe that's a joke. I just don't get. I'm not on TikTok, Brian. Um, but he hits his bar. And, and now Sepp Kuss, the, the, the kind of important part here is if he was sitting down, I don't know, maybe because it wasn't too dramatic. It looked like it touched his bar. Uh, if he's sitting down, maybe he, he rides through this, but he's standing up and then it, it twists the bar and then he goes, oh, look at that. I, I've had that. Your, your, your bars are, are wobbly. You, you hit the, the, your, your nuts on the top tube. Other guy hits him and then he takes out his own teammate, which ends up coming over. Holy dunk hits hard here he bashes the back of his head that's why you wear a helmet um didn't look uh, so uh, promising so that was that was that crash bunch of guys get, and and what happened with this then the field basically i mean some of the guys get through so they kind of keep going and then i think everyone's on the on the comms saying hey let's slow down or whatnot uh and the break immediately boom has six seven minutes and um van hoydonk sits on the ground for a bit I mean, he, he's on the ground for uh, a decent amount of time. I'm trying to look back here and see if this overhead shot, if you can see the guy in the white hat, he's now, now he's gone. And maybe this is him over here by this van, but uh, I think I might just run away. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about you. Anyway, Lutsenko. Oh, so there, here's a, here's another shot at it. Uh, there, NBC's trying to, to cue us in here. Um, 
So there you go. It, it, it wasn't very good. Sprint point comes. Here's the real deal. Then they start hitting the category climbs, okay? And um, come up over the top. They haven't been able to catch Lutsenko and Alaphilippe. Alaphilippe is swinging on the back. He's having a hard time hanging on to Lutsenko. Look, Lutsenko's done well in GC before. Probably got a top 10 in the tour. Uh, so he's looking good. But they go over there 1-2 on the points. Then you've got back behind. Nilsson Palace needs points for the KOM jersey. Wout is just drilling it on the front. I don't know why. I, this doesn't really make sense for me. Are you setting him up to, like he did a how to come last year where he's up there and then he can do a great work. He did a lot of work yesterday. But even in the break, you're, you're not obligated to do it. You're just, my yellow jersey is back there. I'm just sitting on. Uh, and it's a big enough group where no one's going to request or make sure that you uh, do that. Kevin Ramaka was another DSM guy that uh, was sitting down there in that crash for quite some time. While. Uh, but then Ciccone, he jumps over... Um, Nelson Palace. No, Nelson had at least two teammates in the uh, in the break with him, and they didn't really lead him out for this. So then he gets jumped and taken over. Um, Brian chimes in here again. Alex Ami Api was uh, on the sign in twenty. Oh yeah, taken out. Okay, thank you, thank you for that. This is why we love you guys on here. You always know everything. Um, yeah, I think that lady was prosecuted at one point as well. But um, gotcha. I got the connection now. I'm 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 cool with the kids. Um, but so what happens over here at Nielsen Palace, he gets uh, second to Ciccone, which actually is fourth on this categorized climb, which doesn't really, I mean, it helps him a little bit. He gains a little bit of points. Um, he, I think he got four points on the day. That's what that one was there. So anyway, the group is going on up. Alaphilippe, Skilamosa comes up there. Then um, Mar Ma uh, Mark, Marco Haller of Bora goes up there with his, uh, his man pony. Uh, but Ciccone's team hits the hits the front here, and what you end up getting is there you go, right there. You just kind of missed it, but um, there you go. Uh, Nilsson Palace, he can't hold on, and um, he gets spit out of this group. And so then you just have Ciccone looking to get the KOM, and uh, that's actually what he does. He ends up getting 16 points. Oh, yeah, you had uh, um, Rui Costa tending up the road as well, but Trek did a good job. Little Trek, should we call him Lil Trek or Lid Trek? Um, I, I sometimes so I listen to a plethora of of people commentating on the tour uh, and live. And one of them's Peacock, and they have Nicholas Roach, and he's Irish. Um, so uh, you know he says the word turd a lot instead of third. Uh, little, it's funny to hear him say little trek. It's like oh, little trek, just the little ones. Um, anyway, Skillmost does a great job here, and Chicone gets the the over the top. But you've got Soler in here, and he starts moving up the, the, the road as well. Next thing you know, we'll skip up because nothing is happening. And then Wout Van Ert takes off, and he's been doing a lot of work for the day. He takes off. you got Wout Poles uh, going with him, and then um, Mark Soler doing his Solerisms. Uh, EF, and no one else has really been able to do much. Then we had Chris. Oh, Chris Nillens, it gets up there in the break. So you have four of them up there in the break. You have uh, Wout, Wout. Um, Chris Nielens, uh, Nielens, and um, who's the last one we just said there? Uh, Solaire. And he goes down, and the cameras come to him, and it looks pretty bad. I got a little bit of a slow-mo for that one, too. Let's take a, take a look. He looks for a bottle. He wants a bottle on a left-hand corner. The, the guy hands it to him and then clips him, and he goes down. Luckily, he goes down hard and before he hits the, hits the wall. We'll show that one more time. Calls for the bottle. They, the road starts to turn even more. He swings out to get the bottle. He grabs the bottle. This is the best I could do with the camera work. Okay, I, I tried to zoom in and focus up on it. Uh, but then he gets it and then clips the wheel and then goes down. 
So look, there's a few things there. One, that's totally on on Christ. He shouldn't be asking. It's it's a it's a left hander, pretty good. And then they did like a serpentine right hander. Um, don't be getting a bottle at that point. That's I, I'm saying that's all on you. Yet the motorbike guy should just say, "Hey, why don't you why don't you just wait a bit? We'll get to a straight spot, and I'll give it to you." Because I felt really bad for him because he's been on form. Look, he looked really good. Uh, remember, would he have a flat or he crashed uh, before when he was kind of in that lead group? Um, oh no, he got caught right before the line. That's what it was on on the, uh, the one day. It was stage eleven or so. It was pretty hot and, and furious, and he was thirty kilometers from the front from the end. Um, so he, he's he's obviously on form. He's looking good. He's been up there to be up there with the, the the main guys, and then just what you can do on the final climb. And he gets uh, clipped here. Uh, Victor says, "Would a three wheel motorcycle have made a difference?" Uh, maybe, but then you actually got two wheels. And, and the problem with that, these were had the doubles in the front. A three-wheel motorcycle, though, is still, well, it's two up front and one back. I mean, but those are wider from what I've seen. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's really the issue. The, the issue is you got to get close to the bike and you're going on a left-hand corner. It's just, it's causing problems. It's, it's, you're, you're putting yourself into a, into a hectic situation. So it's bad to see that he ends up drifting back to the main group. And then what you end up having here. Yeah, I'm just, it could have been really bad. Um, and then uh, Jumbo, they're working this out. Look, they're, they're not going to get, I, I should look and see. I don't think there were time bonuses on the climb. At least there weren't time bonuses available to the main group because there's seven, eight minutes going into this climb. And uh, you had coming down a final descent um, before you had the last two double kicker climbs. Uh, all of a sudden, Mark Soler is getting gapped, and he's getting gapped on the corners. And I, I get it. Sometimes you're like a little tired. Maybe you just want to to ride down, uh, so you're not pushing the pedals because that's exactly what the, the Wout squared were doing. Was every corner they were pedaling out of it, and it wasn't a super fast descent as far as where you you couldn't pedal or you just coast. Uh, this was one where you had to do some work, and if you did, you can make some distance. And Solaire was fighting, fighting, fighting his way to get back onto the group before the climb hit, and then then here it goes. It hits 20, 2K to the top of the first little thing. Wout pulls. He goes into pulls position. Uh, he takes out over uh, Wout Bennett, and um, I'll just let you uh, know here. Uh, there was... A, 20 seconds, 15 seconds. By the time they crest the first little climb, it's like 30 seconds. And I'm thinking, you know, you never know. Because this was a 17% gradient in this first section of climb, this Cat 2 that they had to go over. And it was pretty bad. And if they're like, oh, wow, Van Ert, you know, stays within this distance, he might be able to, you know, motor his way, because he's an amazing motor, motor his way back onto it. But then I also thought to myself, I know what Wout Poles used to do. Okay, if you go back in time, and they were even playing some clips here. Uh, there's like the last time they had come to Saint-Gervais, uh, I want to say 16, somewhere around there, with uh, it was, everyone was crashing, and Chris Froome crashes, and there was someone he was patting on the back as they came over the top of the climb that saved his day, and it was Wout Poles. Wout Poles has been quite the... Um, uh, well, uh, polls position. I see what you did. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I was hoping someone, I, I text that to uh, Kurt and Chris this morning too. So anyway, uh, while polls is no slouch. And then I also remembered, I'm like, look, I, I remember him not because they're like, he didn't win a grand tour stage. And I'm like, no, he hasn't, but he was really damn close. And it was the uh, angry Lou, um, with Chris Froome and they didn't catch someone. I'm trying to remember what it was. So I went back and found it. And it was 2017. He's up to Angrelu. They have a minute 40 over Alberto Contador, his very last race as a pro Contador. 
Chris Frooms in the red jersey leading it. They hit the bottom of the climb a minute 40 behind and Wout pulls, destroys all the way to the top. Matter of fact, he is going so good around some of these hairpins, he's starting to gap Chris Froome. Chris Froome has to come back up. And then near the top, you can see it. Chris is like, um, I'm going to try to get you a stage win. And he starts to try to pull for Wout. And it wasn't enough. Wout comes back in front of him, pulls, and they bring it all. It was 17 seconds that he got second place. So he did, he got a second place. Dude, my point is uh, he can motor. And coming into the last 10 kilometers here, 6.4 miles, uh, being able to climb to the, the top, it's it's in his pedigree. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, Brian says sky sauce. Quite possibly so. Uh, but if you've had it before, you know where to get it again. So there you go. My my point on some of this, I'm listening. And once again, I, I'll bash Lance Armstrong all I want. Um, but I was listening to some of that, and they're like, oh, kind of shocked that Wout Poles was dropping Wout Van Ert. And I'm like, I, I what? <laughs> that it seems exactly what should have happened. And now, why is Wout? He should have actually dropped him for a few reasons. One, Wout Poles can climb better than him if he's on form, right? That there is something to, to be said about that. Let's say you're, you're, everything's being equal. You should be able to drop Wout Venner. Wout Poles should be able to do that. Uh, but he should be dropping him nevertheless because you've got your GC guy back there. And why are you drilling yourself out of oblivion here, Wout Venner, when you've got a guy back there? Especially when Sepkus, the number one domestique in your, on your team for climbing, has been hurt today. We saw it happen to Jai Hindley, crashes yesterday, has a much tougher time, and he still has tougher time today. And I'm just, uh, there you go. While Poles takes off, he looks good. Um, was this? Um, Bachman, he crashes, goes over the top of this little thing here, the first climb, uh, while Poles does with a little bit of a lead, but then he just extends it. I don't want to watch that too much. He ends up beating Wout Venner by two minutes at the end. So solid. They didn't really show him very much, but he does get his post up at the end. He looked very good. Um, as far as the rest of the guys coming through, uh, it became kind of strange. You had uh, uh, UAE hitting the front here, um, and you never really saw, you, you saw Adam Yates getting involved. Um, three kilometers to go. They'd already dropped Sepkus. Pidcock, by the way, he was having trouble trying to bridge up. He tries to do so, and then he gets caught back, and then back up. One guy that had a horrible day early was David Gadu up one of these Cat 2 climbs. He's getting distance, and I'm like, okay, well, see you there. Next thing you know, he's still on the group with five or so, six kilometers to go, and he's, not, he's having a decent day. They come in here, point, uh, this was the most bizarre finish I think I've, I've seen in a while from these guys. They're going... On Adam Yates' wheel, Adam is doing amazing work, and then he kind of just takes off. And Pagachar lets him go. I don't know what the situation is. I get a feeling, though, we talked about this yesterday, where I, I felt like my, my point yesterday for Vingago when he was catching him was you hold back a little bit, and then you go past him, not necessarily making an attack, but just a little bit of a surge and see how he can react. Maybe he's just blown out, and so it's all just a game. And then you've got all you did was just went up the road tad bit. Um, if he's going to attack you, he's going to attack you, and that's what it is. But this is uh, Adam Yates goes up the road. This is, I think, where they're missing Sepkus and Wout. First of all, Wout shouldn't be up there. Sepkus is no longer being able to do what he can do. Uh, Wout should have come back to help. Uh, because maybe you put a guy on the front here and, and Pogacar is toast, and you set a fast pace, and then you're not you know, threatening your own legs. 
and well you are but i mean he's doing the work for you and maybe pogacar is in trouble i got the sense pogacar was in trouble he's not following adam yates or if you've got him on here you have do what sub did the other day which is you gap up to the you, adam yates uh, you, you bridge the gap there and you maybe put your your the guy in trouble so this was a little bit of an odd situation okay uh, Adam Yates said uh, they didn't have they had radio problems, but sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, um, it, there was I don't know what was going on. That's this kind of just my point. Um, Mason Marlowe says Jonas uh, should have attacked to test Pog. I absolutely agree, Marlowe, and I was yelling at the TV to do that. I was like attack him. My wife's like, "What are you watching TV? What what are you watching?" Yes, I'm watching a uh, bike racing attack. Um, so the point is, he didn't. And then what you end up having here is Pogue sits on for a while. There's, there's Wout finally getting his win. Congrats to him. Uh, Wout Van Ert comes in second place. Uh, and next thing you know, Carlos Rodriguez coming back to the group just like he did yesterday. And he tries to come up along the side because uh, Pogacar doesn't want to take the lead. Uh, and, and next thing you know, Carlos Rodriguez is riding these both up a bit. But it didn't look like the two behind Pogacar and Vinigo were really um, stressing out about it much. Then you've got... Tade finally decides to attack. I think we were looking at about five, 600 meters to go from the line. Once again, much like, well, it was actually further back than that. They gap up their, their, their way. They, they bridge the gap up to Adam Yates. Adam Yates had had Solaire, who would come back to ha- help, presumably, who oddly he shows to be a better teammate than Wout. Okay, that's an interesting uh, little development. Um, and then Pogacar attacks again uh, a little bit. I think it was like five or 600 from the line. And by the way, this goes to my theory of yesterday. This was this was the sprint. It was 500 meters, 560 to the uh, bonus points yesterday, and I said I don't think Pogacar had it in him to get rid of of, of Jonas. So today we kind of had a similar thing. Let's see how it plays out. 500 to go. Tade attacks. Jonas has no problem staying with him. Keeps going. Tries to attack again. Jonas has no 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 problem. And then what does Jonas do? He counters over the top of him and then kind of just sits up and slides right across the, on the finish. Gets uh, over the top on him. You got Welt poles with the stage win. Uh, Jonas still in yellow. No time changes for those guys. Let's, uh, let's get back here to uh, some of you Yahoo's are saying. Um, Brian Zimney, your favorite worst retired pro cyclist, Phil Guyman's video today was titled, Everyone Yelling at the TV Trying to Get Jonas to Attack. Now I feel bad I said that because anything he says, I'm pretty much against. Okay. Different day, different legs, different outcome. I I assume you're saying because uh, I was talking about what happened yesterday. I think every day is a different day, but with these guys, it's just more of uh, revealing each day. I talked about the the white stuff on the edge of uh, Pogacar's mouth. Um, This was not what I would consider to be a typical Pogacar, um, which is, you know, basically... um, killing it from, you know, miles away. Um, and so uh, he tried that the first, what, put it on four kilometers and it worked a little bit. Anyway, um, I thought we'd play one thing. I, I'm kind of curious as to what you guys would think about this, which is there was uh, Lizzie, I think Lizzie Dinan, I think that used to be her name. Um, hang on here. The pre- it's going to start. It's going to start. Um, she was on the um, cycling podcast today, and this is what she had to say about the situation. Uh, the attacks are not doing anything. Ready, go. The pre-climb into Saint-Gervais, it was super steep. He had this position where all of his riders were on the front. 
She's talking about uh, Pogacar. Pogacar could have gone for it, and Vingegaard was actually not in a position where he'd have been able to initially respond because he was kind of boxed in. And in men's cycling, I often get frustrated that there's always this sort of waiting, waiting, waiting till the final kilometer. You know, we saw Pogacar go at 400 meters to go on the Grand Colombia, and we said that's a, that's a long way out. Then he went at 500 meters on the Plan yesterday, and then today he went at 800 meters out. But why not go at 10K out? You know, I know you can lose, but you can also gain. And the other rider who's your rival still has to put in a huge effort. Well, we will get to that point in the next part. We'll ask Ian why that doesn't happen. Okay, and they uh, they actually did not ask Ian because it was a stupid comment. That's my take on it. Um, this is a Tour de France. Uh, yeah, Jonas, uh, uh, sorry, Pogacar, why don't you ditch your team, attack from 10 miles out, just 10 miles or 10 kilometers, and just have uh, Vingo sit on your wheel for a while. Yeah, he's got to do some work. It's also called um, drafting and pacing, and that's why you have your teammates doing things like you. Um, I don't understand why men's cycling is like, it's like this because they do 200 uh, fucking uh, miles uh, and it's over f- a three-week period. It's different different racing. I enjoy women's racing too, but it's different, different racing. And, and by the way, you just heard, oh, no, we're not going to get into that stuff. Um, okay. Um, she said pre-climb. <laughs> is that what was on pro? <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, excellent work. Uh, this is why we uh, do the show. Okay, let's look into today's uh, results right away. Once again, Wout Poles, Wout Van Aert, uh, Matthew, uh, Matteo Bergadou. Remember, he was up there in the break on the Puy de Dome, got uh, taken over. I didn't mention, but Lawson Craddock was up there as well. Uh, comes in fourth place, 310 down. They had a gap between those guys, so he actually did fairly good with the group he was in. Look, he, this is the group he was in. Mikel Landa. Uh, Thibaut Pinot, Guillaume Martin, Matteo Skilmo, uh, Simon Guillaume, uh, Warren Bargui, Dylan Toynes, um, Alex Aaron Baru. Just right there. That's a bunch of good climbing guys. So good job. I mean, you're only three hours behind Lawson Craddock. Well done for the day. Uh, Hugo Hule. Remember, he got a stage win uh, last year for Canada. Uh, Giulio Ciccone comes in there. Rigoberto Uran. And then we started to get to the GC guys. So Ciccone ends up tied on the day with Nilsson Palace for the King of the Mountain jerseys, just like yesterday with Jonas and Nilsson Palace. So what they do, you're tied on points. Who gets the actual official jersey? It's a count back to the last climb. Who got the points? On, 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 on Who beat the other person? On the last climb, and uh, I don't think either one of them got it on the last two climbs, so it went back to the other one. Because remember, Nelson Palace only got four points on the day, and it was sixteen uh, by Ciccone, and he got some on the the very last uh, the cat two, cat one, I think cat one and cat two there. So he gets the the polka dot jersey. Um, interesting side note here, uh, which is Pogachar um, does pip Jonas at the line barely. But if you watch that, Jonas comes around, takes the corner, has him dead for rights, and then just kind of like looks over and sits up and allows him to just kind of him being Pogacar to creep across the line. <laughs> I don't know if it's mind games, but it was definitely, um, I'm here, right here. You can't get rid of me. And it was an interesting thing. I, by the way, I'm just loving it. It's 10 seconds. It's been really good. Chris Flower comes out, says, quote of the day, goes to Wout Poles. Saying, quote, in the Netherlands, we say Wout Van Aert is no pancake. Uh, I heard something about that, which is, I think that means pack filler. Uh, it's, it's a, I don't know if it's actual pancake, uh, the word pancake, but he, it means, it's some word that they use out there that means uh, pack filler, because I heard that as well. 
Um, what else we have here? Oh, Carlos Rodriguez. So he, remember, he tagged on and then he, he sets pace for a while, which I thought was perfectly fine because you're up front now is Adam Yates. So there is this duel for third place. And the, the closer that Adam Yates, who's riding spectacular, by the way, I think he was fourth in his first Tour de France. And, you know, it's been a while and now he's finally getting some good stuff here. Um, it's, it's important for UAE in a sense, which is you can actually send him up the road. Now, what stages are you actually going to do that? Col de la Lose, you're not going to get rid of him there because he's going to need to be back um, unless you want to do send him up like Wout or Soler. I, I, th- by the way, anybody else okay with the, that, the move of the, sending those two guys up there? Both very, very good helpers. They're not their number one helpers, but maybe number two for both of them, for both teams. I mean, Wout's, Wout's one of the last ones. Look what he did yesterday, dumping out Rafael Micah and the guys. So and, and last year on the how to come, coming in late, up this up the road fine but then actually drills it for the sorry drills it for the uh the the, the downhill and then starts up that so you know he did great work actually maybe he caught him up further that's right because sepkus was doing that work um keep going here though pagachar Jonas, and then you've got adam yates rodriguez that's a little battle here adam got him by uh 20 some seconds sepkus comes right in behind rodriguez he stays ahead of soler uh, David Gadu, what the the resurrection of the day there? Pelo Babao, Rifle Micah, uh, and unfortunately Jao Almeida, uh, sorry Jai Hindley, um, seven fifty eight, losing um, you know almost two minutes to the um, and Simon Yates eight thirty five. He's really had a tough time. He's eight twenty, sorry, and eight thirty five for uh, Pickock. Let's go to the GC and we'll click on the little time one lost, and then we'll check out the Americans as well. Um, so. Same time for those guys. Uh, Carlos Rodriguez loses 38 seconds to them, uh, stays in third place. Adam Yates moves up one place over Jai Hindley. I think they were, what, a second or so off there. Um, 20 seconds loses to the Pagacha group. Um, 154 for Jai Hindley down on them, like I said. Moves down into fifth. Sepkas stays in sixth place, just kind of solidifies that. He's 916, loses a few more, a minute today on the GC guys. But, um, you know, still stays ahead of Belbao, Simon Yates, Gadu, and all these other guys. So, Sep got dropped um, earlier than normal. Didn't really do much help. I don't know if the injuries were, were hampering him. He went over the, the bars pretty good. Hit his nuts. Went over the bars. Uh, didn't look good. Took out his own teammate. Uh, had a guy come over. I think it was uh, Matthew Goggle comes over the top of him. It doesn't look good. It's got to hurt a bit. So, maybe you're just, you know, your body's not quite doing it. Um, and so there you go. Uh, points jersey goes to Jasper Philipson. He's running away with that as long as he finishes. Chikoni, like I said, he's tied. Uh, but you're going to start getting Vingigo and Tade uh, come over the top of those guys for that. Youth to Tade and Jumbo Visma with the uh, lead on the day for that. All right. Got the time trial. I thought I, it would also. Let's see if I could find this. I had a whole thing here. For the time trials. Um, stage 15 profiles. Uh, okay. Well, I, I must not have. Did I not export this? I had a whole. I had a, a thing breakdown of all the time trial profiles. There we go. Uh, let's see if we can add this one in. Okay. So we're going to talk about the, t- the, 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 the stages. What do you call them here? The. Um, yeah, no, we're not going to be able to do it well. Let's try it this way. Bear with me, y'all. There we go. Okay, so there's the profiles. Um, 
the bottom one is one we do tomorrow. That's the, 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 the time trial for tomorrow. Um, I need to look here at how much, how far that one is. Okay. So that is 22 point. That's tomorrow. It's, it's Tuesday, 22.4 kilometers for the, the one that we have going tomorrow, but you can see here, it's got a little bit more of a, of a steep end. Like I said, it's 6.6% for 6.3 kilometers. And then it kicks up the last one. Um, uh, I don't know, it doesn't have it written on here. Uh, but I just wanted to compare it to the La Planche de Belfi, which is 36 kilometers, a little bit longer, uh, not as bad. So they use the TT bikes in there. And then the one on over here on the top left is the Giro, the one that we saw with Wiggins and Roglic. And they changed the bikes. Now, this was a 15% portion in the middle here, 4.7 kilometers. So it was definitely much steeper. Uh, the total distance, though, was 18.6. I have a feeling that um, even though they get this one at 8.5 and this one at 6.6, that they are going to be using uh, time trial bikes the whole time. I, I just I just think that's that's the way it is. Uh, Brian says Adam Yates TT is not an off day. He has to race. Sep can take it easy of uh, the super domestique. Sep may be more helpful on Wednesday's climbing stage. Look, all things being equal for um, the Col de la Lowe's stage and the climbs, Sep is hugely important. We saw what he did back here in 2020, decimated the field, uh, looked like, remember at one point that he was possibly going to be going for the win, tries to chase um, Lopez, but Roglic then has to get rid of Pogacar, does so. I think he comes over the top of Sep, but I think they go 2-3 on the day, and there was a little bit of a break between Sep and Pogacar still. Or, he was right in that mix there. Uh, top Top four, at least four or five, right there. Uh, did amazing work, and it was it was beautifully done. If he's not injured and the injury is not an issue, we expect him to be the same kind of thing. So, is a time trial an important thing? And we can it, it, Adam Yates, you're right, Mike uh, Brian. Adam Yates does have to push on for the the time trial because you the UAE is going to want to try to solidify him in that top three, not necessarily for a GC uh, overall. But to hopefully just to, to play the cards, right? Hey, you got to watch it. Maybe Adam takes off like he did today and he goes up there. What it does, though, is it also helps in some respects because you're going to always get Carlos Rodriguez to try to jump over and to keep him in line. Maybe Hindley and a few others, if Hindley can kind of uh, shore himself up. The question is, is, is Sepp going to take the day off? It's 22 kilometers. It's not a long day. I don't know that that saps him completely. Um, it's got climbing in it. So, I mean, Sep, by the way, you look back here at the Giro, the Giro time trial. We should probably um, stop sharing that here. Uh, let's go to the Giro because Sep uh, actually had a really good time trial, uh, finishing time trial here himself. Remember, he was in the hot seat for a while. Yeah, he was sixth on that time trial. Uh, so, you know, they changed bikes. Sep goes up there. You can't help but, but you know, kill it right so with the profiles that you have oh, and i'm not sharing this here um where'd we go is it this one no there we go sorry people uh yeah so ruglich wins that obviously uh but sepkus comes in uh 105 back uh of roglich who put 40 seconds on. So remember, I think Sepp Kuss actually had the, the fastest time up the climb when you did a breakdown of the, of the, the, the Strava times there for the climb. So uh, 
he can climb. We know that there's a decent climb in this one. It's a little more power. So you may be on your time trial bike that may limit Sepkus, but why not, why not let him run a little bit with it? It's, it's not a, it's not a 60 kilometer time trial. It's not even a 30, it's barely a 22. And with that, um, you know, we've got the last 6.8, uh, on a 8.3 climb. So, um, six kilometers out of, wait, that's, I'm looking at the wrong one here. 6.3 kilometers. Um, and it's actually a little bit more on that with that. So if that's the case and you've got 22 total kilometers, I mean, he only has to race a few miles and a lot of this is climbing. There's a 1.3 at 8.5. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced now that, uh, Sepkus is going to be going for it. Victor says, uh, Zimni and Flyer, thanks for being in the chat. Don't thank them. No, I'm just kidding. He has elbow on. Okay. You're right. There's going to be problems there, Brian. I, I totally agree. Uh, putting his elbows down uh, probably depend on how he recovers tomorrow. Exactly. So he's got it on the one right arm. It might be fine. It might not be. Um, but I just see this with the profile that we're looking for, for me, uh, a good, a good prospect for him. And then you got Adam Yates predictions. A Vinga is going to win the time trial. I think he's going to, he's, he's, he had a record of doing so. Uh, he goes up, he, Time trial is like a beast on the flat, and he goes uphill just fine. Um, you know, some people are like I podcast are like, oh, but uh, Pogacar is angry. Okay, <laughs> how much? I've been angry before. I've been really angry before and got smoked. Uh, wow, might get his win in the TT. Uh, very true. This isn't uh, especially if you're able to be in the bars the whole time or, or you go up to climb in the time trial bike, uh, like Dumoulin was not or did actually. Uh, you know, he he kept the time trial bike all the way up the climb at Planche de Fee. I don't know. I don't know, Chris. Uh, Vinigo one, um, Pogacar two, 20 seconds is what he's going to get it on. All right, everybody. Uh, we will see. We'll have a break tomorrow and then we'll be back on Tuesday. See ya.